Welcome to the Robert J. Morgan Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you believe and cherish the Bible and to learn and love Christian history and hymnody. I'm Jared Bremen, audio engineer and editor, introducing your host, Robert J. Morgan. This episode is a continuation of the message Rob delivered at the Man to Man Conference at Warren Baptist Church in Augusta, Georgia. As always, we'd like to invite you to visit robertjmorgan.com where you'll find Rob's blog post, podcast feed, bookstore, free resources, and more. If you've not already, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Now here's your host, Robert J. Morgan. And then there is the energy department. You know, the government has to have an energy department. Right now, ours isn't doing so very well. But it says here in verse 16, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit. Now, this is resilience. When you take all of the energy of an omnipotent God as it is humming from the generators of heaven and you are connected with it by the Holy Spirit, then you will have the strength and the energy for everything God wants you to do. My wife had multiple sclerosis, and one day we were sitting together, and she said, would you get me those extra strength pills in the kitchen? I said, do you have a headache? She said, no, but I need the extra strength. And I thought she was kidding, but I got the bottle, and it said extra strength. And so I gave her two, and I took two myself. (laughs) But the next day... It dawned on me that our extra strength doesn't come from medication, but from meditation. And so I went to the Bible and I found, I looked up every reference in the Bible to strength. And she and I went through and picked out 12 strength passages. And now that she's gone, you know, I had COVID and the fatigue. And I said, Lord, I need those same strength passages. So I've been going back to them. But Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And Moses said, as your days, so shall your strength be. And Isaiah said, those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not be faint. And Nehemiah said, the joy of the Lord is your strength. I have a deep conviction that God will always give us the strength that we need to bear the burdens he allows or to do the work that he assigns. He will always give you enough strength for the burdens that he allows or for the work that he assigns. And that strength comes to us as we are in a relationship of unbroken fellowship with Jesus Christ, and it comes into our inner being, and that's the next department of the government. That's the interior department. In the interior of our lives, this is where God works. Now, there are a lot of people who are very concerned about the way they look on the outside, and they're muscles and their fitness and their six-packs and everything else, and I commend them for it. But we've got to be more concerned about how we are on the inside than how we are on the outside. 
The Bible says outwardly we are wasting away, but inwardly we are being renewed day by day. And this is a matter of resilience. But it's not a resilience that we can sum up on our own. It isn't just a character quality that we can say, I'm going to switch this on inside of me and I'm going to be resilient. It comes from the Holy Spirit. We are strengthened with power by the Spirit in our inner being. And a lot of this happens, I think, in a very quiet little place that I call the quiet time. Every morning, and I was mentored this way when I was 19 years old, beginning at age 19. I'd never known this habit before. But I had mentors who said, you ought to begin every day or maybe end every day, whatever works in your schedule, with Bible study and prayer. And I didn't know my wife yet, but she had mentors at that time. They were teaching her the same thing. And so both of us, when we got married, we said, she said, well, in the mornings, I want to go to my desk and have my devotions. And I said, well, good, that's what I want to do too. I want to go to my desk and have my devotions. And we did that. It was really the secret to our marriage. We were very, very different, my wife and I. Uh, she was from Maine. I know some of you here are from Maine. And I really am so excited about the reports that I've heard of what you are doing there. My wife came from a very small community in Maine, and there wasn't a great deal of Christian presence there. And the Lord is moving. But anyway, she was trained um, to have her quiet time. And I'm a hillbilly, as I said, from East Tennessee. But I was trained to have my quiet time. And to this day, when I wake up in the morning and I get a bowl of cereal, I go to a little desk, not the one that I use for my normal work, but I've got a little desk. And I'll write a little bit in my journal just to say what's going on that day and where I'm reading. I'll turn to the passage that I'm reading through. Right now I'm going through the Gospel of Luke. I'll spend time with the Lord. I'll say, Lord, I need a word from you for today. And I study and read. Mark, I have a wide margin Bible, and so I mark it all up. And you can study somehow with the pen better if you'll make a lot of marks in your Bible. Someone said a well-marked Bible means a well-fed soul. And then I have my prayer list, and I spend that time with the Lord, and the rest of my day is the overflow from that. Because that's where the Lord strengthens me with all power in the interior of my life. So this is a prayer that we are to pray. May the commander-in-chief, out of the riches of his glory, strengthen us in the interior of our life. And that brings us to the housing department so that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith. And the word dwell here, you say, didn't the Lord Jesus already live within me? But the word dwell here means to settle down and to be at home. Now, I'm not at home in the hotel that I'm staying at this weekend. It's a very nice hotel. I like the hotel. I like the bed. I like the view. But I'm not gonna settle down there and be at home. I like to be in my own home. That's when I can just come and go as I want to. 
I can put the music up real loud. I can do whatever I want to in my own home. Jesus wants to be at home in your heart. He doesn't want to just be living there. He is the host. He is the owner. And as you grow in him, you find that you are more and more at home, letting him be more and more at home. Now think about that. As you, for some of you who are young Christians or you've just made a decision, this is something new. It's a little bit strange, maybe a little bit threatening. But as you grow in Christ, you become more and more at home, letting him be more and more at home in your hearts. And so there is a progression here, you see, from the commander-in-chief to the treasury department to the energy department to the interior to the housing department, and then there is the Department of Education. So let's, let's go back and begin with verse 14. For this reason I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all of the Lord's people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge. There is something that you can know that is beyond the ability to know, something that you can experience mentally and experientially that nobody else in the world can except for the follower of Christ, and that is how much he loves you, how much he loves your family, how much he loves your kids. He loves you. And he describes that love here as a cube. It is high and long and deep and wide. And in the Bible, a cube is the symbol of perfection. So when you read about the Holy of Holies in the Old Testament, it was an exact cube, and that was where God dwelled. Because every direction is the same, you see. And when you read about New Jerusalem in the Bible, their heavenly city, capital city, it's in the shape of a cube, 1,400 miles in all directions. Well, the love of God is like that. It is perfect. And it is described here as high. It is so high it reaches to the highest stars. It reaches to the highest heavens. It, has, it is infinitely high, but it also has depth. It reaches down to wherever you are right now. It doesn't matter how low you may go. It reaches down to you. And it's wide, just as wide as the outstretched arms of Jesus Christ. And it is as long as eternity. Because Isaiah said, I have loved you with an everlasting love. And to come to experience that and to begin to realize that is a learning of a knowledge that is beyond knowledge. But you can, we can begin to learn it. The Lord imparts it to us. So as Christ settles down and he is more and more at home in your heart, and you are more and more at home, letting him be more and more at home. You are grasping and growing in the love that cannot be described 
but it can be experienced and you can know the love that passes knowledge. And that leads to the Environmental Protection Agency. It says in verse 19, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure with all the fullness of God so that the atmosphere of your life will be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, it seems to me that's revival, right? When we live in the perpetual awareness that the environment of our lives is determined by Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. And that creates a charisma around us. It's not a necessarily an egotistical charisma. It's not a political charisma. There is just an aura about us that touches people's lives because we are filled to the measure with the fullness of God. He is pouring himself into you. Think of a great waterfall. Think of a guazu or Niagara. And you are there at the bottom of the fall, and all of God is rushing into you. Doesn't that sound like revival? You are being filled with all of the fullness of God. And so you see how this progresses from the commander-in-chief, Lord, you are my father in every way, you are Lord of lords, to the treasure department, out of the riches of his grace, he is going to strengthen you, your own personal energy generator on the inside, in the interior of your life, so that Jesus Christ can settle down and live in your hearts, be at home there by faith, and you will be able to grasp more and more of his love so that your life will reflect the atmospherics of someone who is filled to the measure with all the fullness of God. So there's only one thing left. That's the National Cathedral. So verse 20, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. Notice that. His power is at work within us. You may be a teenager here. Someone here is 17, 18 years old. There may be someone 19 years old, which was the age I was, when the Lord changed my life. He is working in you. You may be a young man here, single, not yet married. Maybe you're dating. But his power is working in you. Maybe a young adult. Maybe you're older but his power is working in us. And so to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all ages forever and ever, we pray. We just give him the glory. He is doing all of this within us. He is allowing us in an ungovernable world to have well-governed souls. Now, when your soul is well-governed, your home will be happier. The home atmosphere is set by the man, by the husband, by the father. If you've messed up, the Lord knows how to get you back on track. If you have regrets, give them to the Lord. And as Martin Lloyd-Jones says, if you really 
understand the grace of God and the power of the blood of Christ. Afterwards, you will never look back with regret. They'll all be gone. But just start where you are and say, Lord, I want you to be my commander-in-chief. I need to be strengthened with all power in the inner being of my life. I need to connect with the riches of your glory. I want Jesus Christ to settle down and be at home in my life so that the atmosphere that everybody sees as I walk through work and I walk on the golf course and I'm on the playing field and I'm in my home is just radiating something that is resilient and joyful for other people and will lift them up. And for you, I will give to you all of the glory because it is none of me, it is all there is of you. So take this little prayer, take this little prayer and make it your own. Now may the God and Father, from whom every family on earth and in heaven derives its name, strengthen you with all power in your inner being so that Christ may be at home and dwell in your hearts through faith and so that you, being rooted and grounded in love, will be able to grasp and to know what is unknowable, that is to be filled with the measure of all of the fullness of God and to him be the glory forever and ever. So my challenge to you is to say, Lord, this is my prayer. May all there be of me belong to all there is of you so that all there is of you might possess and empower all there is of me and my soul will be governed by heaven. Well, thanks for digging into the riches of the Bible with us. This episode was produced by Joshua Rowe and the marketing company Clearly Media. Audio editing is by Jared Brummett. Editorial supervision is by Sherry Anderson. And Luke Tyler condenses and posts each of these episodes as blogs on my website at robertjmorgan.com where you can find many other resources. Music is by Jordan Davis and Elijah Rowe. Please share this podcast with somebody else. Thanks for tuning in and may God be with you until we meet again.